John, which part that you fell asleep to is your favorite? Oh my god, what have I done? Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. Who the fuck is singing? Yeah, again, I don't know why I'm defending any of this. Okay, so I was right. Suck it, Zach. Love I it. will I fucking end you. <laughs> oh no, and this is the crazy thing about balls. Like, the more... The more <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This is episode 23. It is another flashback episode. This time, our first venture to 1998, which is the furthest we're going to go back for our flashback episodes. Uh, we pitched that in our Hancock episode, which is our first flashback episode as uh, for this new format that we're trying out for the pod. Um, bouncing back between some flashbacks into 10 to 20 years past and throwing in some new releases along the way. And then uh, we even got an example last week where we combined an older film with a new film when we discussed um, the terrible Cloverfield <laughs> paradox and the quite good original Cloverfield film, which was from 2008. Um, at this point in the podcast, I was going to throw it to John, who missed out on our podcast last week because he volunteered himself for um, something else because he forgot we were recording a podcast. But he doesn't want to share his thoughts on Cloverfield. He wants to give a shout out to somebody. So, John? It is my best friend in the entire world jeff lamb's birthday today he's a valentine's day baby uh jeff lamb has been potting before i have he used to have a podcast called and a blog called billion t1 geek billion t one geek where he reviewed like what? comics books um uh video games etc etc whatever um but he's my best friend when i moved to toronto um and first uh start going to the church that i found there uh i just found out that oh hey this guy listens to the same music reads the same comics and uh watches the same types of movies as me and we're both chemical engineers that's hilarious and we're both asian and it was just one of those like weird coincidence so he uh, i was at the best man at his wedding a couple years back um he's my best friend he's my brother i love you dude happy birthday and you know it's it was my birthday a week ago and we were in the <laughs> orchestra together but i haven't heard anything from you <laughs> <laughs> um so we're gonna dig into out of sight which is <coughs> steven soderbergh's i mean it wasn't his breakout movie but um it was george clooney's breakout, breakout movie. movie get it ah <laughs> oh, i see what you did there. uh breakout movie post er he did do um what's that movie called what's the vampire movie? dust till dawn Dust Till Dawn. He did do that before this, I believe, was his first movie post-ER. But this one paired him with Soderbergh, who, uh, and they've had a great relationship ever since. They've done tons of films together, and not just the Oceans movies. Yeah, I would say Out of Sight put Soderbergh on the, the Hollywood map. It's about his seventh movie or so. I mean, Sex, Lies, and Videotape was huge when it first came out um, for, from an indie standpoint. And it's a great movie. And King of the Hill was also very well um, received, if underseen. But um, Out of Sight kind of put him more in the, uh, I guess, pop culture, more mainstream um, 
realm, which he then followed. The Limey was underseen, but then he followed that up with Aaron Brockovich in Traffic and Ocean's Eleven, which was a... I mean, he was all over the place in the Oscars, $100 million movies. Um, but out of the sight, what I would say is his jumping off point for that. And um, besides being a great George Clooney performance, which I really relish the second time, or second, this is like the 10th time I've seen this movie. He's great right out of the gate from jumping from ER to the big screen. But Jennifer Lopez is also excellent, in my opinion, in this movie. And she's never been anywhere near as good as she is in this. And I think that has a lot to do with the excellent script, which is a adaptation of an Elmore Leonard novel. I mean, it's kind of a pulpy crime th- and a thriller's wrong. I mean, it's more a comedy romance than it is a uh, crime thriller, it's I like would a, argue. Like a crime dramedy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't even think it's that dramatic of a movie though. Yeah, but it's got like elements, I guess. Is... Yeah, sure. But I would say it's a comedy and romance first. IMDb ranks it crime, comma, drama, comma, romance. Um, I would disagree with that. I'd swap out comedy for drama. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, as I've said in previous podcasts, as we were promoing promoing this week, I am a huge fan of this movie. Um, I've always enjoyed it. I I believe I saw it pretty much when it came out. I I did not see it in theaters, but... I saw it not too far afterwards, probably after I saw Traffic, which I uh, love as well from Soderbergh. He is one of my favorite directors. And is this one of your earliest R-rated movies? How old were you when this came out? Uh, I would have been 14? 14. I didn't realize this math would be that hard for you. <laughs> it took me a minute. It seems like I should have been older, that's all. Oh. Um. But yeah, the, the, this is when you start, get, at the time, late, if you got into film around 99, 2000, as I did, where I really started paying more attention to that, uh, this was definitely one of the first movies you rented at Blockbuster. It fall into that range of post-Tarantino, Pulp Fiction, crime movies of the late 90s, and I think this is one of the better ones. But I have a sneaking suspicion that I might be all alone here. Um, does anybody want to join me on the enjoying it side? Or are you all on the meh to not good side? Oh, I guess I'll go first. Um, I enjoyed it. I okay, definitely have good. a lot of problems with it. And a lot of that feels like kind of nitpicking. Um, but let's see. Like... Uh... I mostly like Jennifer Lopez's character, but there's definitely some things I'm like, why did she do that? Then, mm-hmm. But why did she do that? And a lot of my problems also come from the fact that I couldn't remember who was who in this movie name-wise. So it kind of <laughs> makes sense why then later in like Ocean's Eleven, he would then go on to show us like doing all the planning and all this stuff where they're going like, well, this guy's this guy and this did this. And I was like, I don't know who you're talking about at all. So it it definitely made some like logistic problems for me. Can I actually jump off that real quick yeah. and just like reciprocate with you when the first like 30 minutes of this movie when you're just like, "Wait, he's in this? Wait, she's in this?" and it's just like you keep seeing people and you're like, "God, how do you get all these people?" but you forget that oh, this was like the late 90s, so a lot of these people weren't that huge yet, like Don Cheadle, or Viola Davis peeks her face in for a quick minute, which 
is crazy. Um, yeah, so I, I totally get what you're saying in terms of like... That's not what I, I said at all, though. <laughs> in terms of not... No, well, I'm like, not, I don't so understand people. the character. Like, I couldn't remember who was who character name-wise. No, that's what I mean. Like, there, that being that there's so like, many people that oh, okay, it's gotcha, hard gotcha. to... Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely had problems with it. I don't necessarily believe the relationship in making fun of that relationship in the beginning of the movie by pointing it out in a different movie does not then give you permission to then do that thing. It's like I it's, disagree. It's still stupid. No, I don't know. I had problems with that, but I will say their charisma and chemistry did go far with me. Okay. I would ben. I would agree with Lauren at that the relationship was pretty hard to to get buy in. Um I would disagree that I although their chemistry was pretty strong, it just I I I didn't believe any of it. Um, it just believe, like the, believe what? That's a question to both of you. Which, that, that, like, that, that, that why they, they would get together? Yeah, that there could be anything in between them. After I mean, because like the, in the beginning of the movie, and for a lot of the movie, she seems very care like career driven, and all yeah. of a sudden she's like, "No, I'm gonna sleep with this criminal that I don't know at all, other than a few glances." Exactly, and it I, is George. It's like, Clooney. but you know, all the other males in this movie suck hard, so maybe this is just the only guy she had left to go with. <laughs> I mean, um, I John, Ving Rhames seemed kind of okay. Yeah, but like, you don't want to get involved with someone with that close a relationship with his sister. <laughs> He's gonna be talking to her way more than you. <laughs> um, John, chime in real quick. Uh, the best Jennifer Lopez movie is The Wedding Planner. I okay. like Selena. I was going to say Anaconda. Oh, she, Selena's good. What'd you say? What I've, never pick, ben? I've never seen Selena. I was going to say Anaconda. Good. Anaconda. Good movie. Anaconda. No, I won't, I won't go there. <laughs> just like her and Ice Cube. Just so good. And John Ford. John, elaborate more. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I think the chemistry that she has with Matthew McConaughey is way more believable. About this movie. Um, Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Okay, um, but that that is a that is a question that that you're that wasn't not about this movie, but let's focus on this movie. Um, yeah, it's so I hear what you're saying. Like, it's weird because when you were when you were talking about like that charm and charisma, guys, I I understood what you were saying, but at the same time, I felt conflicted because I was like, I never, I can never see Jennifer Lopez for not Jennifer Lopez. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah. she's yeah. never like a she's never a character. She's always Jennifer Lopez playing a character, and so it's hard for me to really support that charisma. But then at the same time, I totally felt it, and I get, I get that it didn't make sense for them to fall in love in a trunk when he was essentially kidnapping her. But I also get that's like the crux of the relationship like that's that's the idea that like, yeah i just it, i mean we did we give a spoiler warning just for everyone so they can't spoilers. yell at us it's all, all spoilers. spoilers i just i believe it to an extent but not to the extent that she's gonna help him break out at the end of the movie it's like why catch him that, yeah that well i think i i definitely read that as more of because why would she have shot him and had him exactly take him why do that if you're then so going to help I, him escape that's the only I reason think, and, he's. She and put I, that. I, Sorry, go on. Well, and I, th I think that's, I think that's a testament to actually the conflict that she's having in this relationship. That she does honestly care for this despicable person. Yeah, and for some sees... reason, her dad gave her permission to go after him. I guess. 
sense. Like, yeah, I don't, it's yeah, like he was I've, he. Wa- it was weird. He wanted that. It felt <laughs> like he was like her wingman or something, trying like go for it. Anything like, what? to get her away from Michael Keaton? I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> It's like, you know, you take, you can't have that Batman. Go with nipple Batman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 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 cutting that into the new version of the theme song. You can't have that Uh, Batman. This is great. um, Yeah, so I I feel very conflicted, but at the same time, I I do kind of believe it. Um, I think the entire time, again, for being someone who hasn't seen a lot of Steven Soderbergh films, especially none of the Oceans movie, like, the only frame of reference I had to compare this to was Logan Lucky, which I thought was interesting. Um, I like the aspect of this being a, uh, shall I say, almost a Romeo and Juliet or a West Side Story uh, crime uh, uh, heist movie kind of thing. Uh, But I think... One of the things that I really liked about Logan Lucky was how charming and how idiosyncrat- idiosyncratic. What's the word I'm looking for? That's the right word. So they were way quirkier. So even Adam Driver's character, or even seeing Ch- hearing Channing Tatum put on such a like fake country drawl, like it was kind of much, but it was kind of entertaining that it was so much. Well, so I think I enjoyed that aspect of Logan Lucky a little bit more uh, compared to this film, which honestly, this one was pretty down to earth. Like, yeah, this like the entire like scenario was pretty crazy, but it there was nothing like completely unbelievable necessarily in this film. Or I, should I say, the characters did not did not seem larger than life. I guess I'll, that's what I'll say. And so. Um, and then also, I think Logan Lucky probably, with him having done the Oceans movies for so long, he probably had perfected his heist movie formula with that, so Logan Lucky was a bit more sleek and aerodynamic. Uh, this one, I was confused at times. The time hopping was confusing. Um, but ultimately, none of that stuff was important compared to the the romance aspect, I think. I think the... The thing I the thing that I'm drawn to with Soderbergh and most of my favorite directors is they don't get bogged down in the logic of things all the time. And not that this movie makes wild jumps here and there, but it knows it's a movie and you know, like saying, Well, I don't believe the romance does isn't realistic enough. It, it I'm not worried about that when well, I really buy into the romance and, well, and, and i buy their chemistry and, and that's the point like, too, i can right? roll with it being over the top and like having it being a bit absurd because then if you don't have that you don't have a movie i can understand that but there's a limit to i guess there's a limit that everyone has of like how far they're willing to kind of spend that disbelief um yeah plus their whole meet cute in today's time is kind of creepy it's like there's a line later where he's like, you kept touching me, feeling my thigh. And he's like, in a nice way. It's like, mm, was it? <laughs> I mean, he just was tapping her thigh. He, <laughs> he was full on grabbing that thigh in that part. When you're, <laughs> when you're in a trunk with someone already in a very vulnerable position of being a hostage, maybe don't feel her up. That's probably not the worst decision. His hand did not 
It could have gone a lot of other places. It could have, but it also could have stayed off her. It also could have gone into his pockets. <laughs> Just... I don't know if his elbow would have gone back that far. He had the trunk behind him. <laughs> um, uh, Physics of groping in a trunk aside. Um, I'm going to go ahead I, and not I, suge- or suggest not adding that to your search history. Um, <laughs> I need to apologize because the best Jennifer Lopez movie is actually made in Manhattan. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> I don't remember that one, but I feel like... No, the best one is Geely. I was going to say, I hear hear that one's fantastic. She was good in enough being serious with that one. Didn't see that one. Isn't that the one where she, like, fights back against... It's the one, yeah, uh, like her abusive husband or whatever. I haven't seen it. I just remember watching trailers. I remember feeling like she did a good job with it. I don't actually remember if it was a good movie, though. She was great in Anaconda. I'll say it again. Um, the so I, it sounds like you guys all kind of bought into the their chemistry. It's just whether you bought into the feasibility. Like, of I don't these know two if I bought into falling. their chemistry or just George Clooney's chemistry. <laughs> just with everything. He's, he's I mean, he is Clooney. just so freaking charming in this movie. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, that that was the first like that opening scene in the bank. I was just like, this was one of his first movies. Jesus, like, he was a he was a pro. It was. Uh, I guess did his acting career take off kind of late? Yes. That's hilarious to me. Jesus. Um, yeah, I love but, people struggling for a long part of their life. No, like, no. Hilarious in the sense of one of the most reputable... No, I know, I'm just giving uh, it ...well-acclaimed <laughs> actors of our time. Like, for him, yeah, for him to have to grind for so long until finally it paid off, like, it's a shame. And it, it's, it's, it's crazy in the, and unbelievable in the unfortunate Do we way. actually know if he was grinding that whole time? Like, maybe he didn't start trying to act for a while. I think he was out there for a while. Yeah. And then he, he finally got, I think ER was his break, obviously. And then he, random com, or random tidbit in that vein, Dennis Farina was a cop in real life for a while before He's being an really actor. good in this movie, too. I mean, he, he only ever played this this character basically in a movie yeah like the older but, cop yeah yeah but he's always great um and i the whole supporting cast just is like john said it's albert brooks is fantastic as um uh the what's his name the Richard guy they're Ripley. gonna steal from yeah rip uh Don oh Cheadle god is- i am so glad that joke eventually happened with the wigs because that whole time i was looking at that hair it's like something's not right there <laughs> um i think don Cheadle might secretly be the best thing in this movie and um i think stone cold steve zahn was the best <laughs> <laughs> he is very funny um and he he comes in and just nails whenever he's in a movie he's good and he got a really bad rap I feel like in the early 2000s. I don't know why though. Well, didn't he do um, some like pretty terrible movies? Like that wasn't he in like a nature documentary that was like a spoof that was just awful. I don't know, but he's I always that find him funny whenever weird. I see him in a movie. I don't know. He um, I, I agree. I have never I've never disliked him in anything. He's such a fully he's everybody's such a so well written though too and like 
all the actors come and they're fully realized that nobody feels like they're playing. I mean, it's just this, this, there's so many great characters. And again, it's coming from Elmore Leonard's book. I don't know how many, um, characters are, were made for the film or not, but, uh, everyone is just so well realized and so well executed by all of the actors portraying them. And I, 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 John said he was confused, but I feel like the film does a great job of setting everything up, even though it is bouncing back and forth between timelines for the first 30 to 45 minutes. And then once you get to Detroit, you're on, you're ready, you're ready to go. You're on a straight line. And then we're into the final, the, the suspense of how this is all going to play out, um, gets to play straight through without any of those disruptions outside the absolutely incredible, um, the the drink scene at the the bar, and then intercut with them as they go back to the hotel room is just one of my favorite scenes ever in a movie. Um, just beautiful editing and storytelling going on there. And yeah. uh, speaking of editing, what was up with random freeze frames? I don't know because um, I, I like kept it, thinking though. I kept thinking Jennifer Lopez was going to die because most of them were on her. And the last time we saw one before that was when that guy got shanked in the prison. Oh yeah, <laughs> so it was definitely yeah, it was misleading. Weird until I I didn't know if my voodoo was like acting out or something or <laughs> yeah. Was I was like, did genuinely... I do I should I download this again? It's like <laughs> shout, shout out to Voodoo by the way sponsorship. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure we're at the top of their list. <laughs> hey, we use their platform to watch half our movies. Um, I watch them on. Blu-ray. Oh, and and I didn't realize that they have TV as well. I need to catch up on Rick and Morty. Yeah, you do. Um, so I don't know what 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 else. You guys are all just too in the middle on this to have a strong opinion on anything. What what was working? What wasn't for you guys? Um, the thing that wasn't working for me was, again, just kind of reiterating what I said earlier. With It's like they kept just showing up. It felt more serendipitous than her being a good detective because I kept getting confused how they kept finding each other. And for for me, I think my, my big issue is just like... Again, this movie's twenty years old, and a lot of it, and a lot of stuff I've seen has probably taken influence, has been influenced by it. But it just didn't feel like very unique or anything really interesting. It was just kind of like it's fine, it's there. The scene, t- I mean, the scene took place. These things happened. These people said stuff, and then some goldfish it, were killed. <laughs> <laughs> but it just never like it. I don't know why, but it just never really worked for me it's just well and not to harp back but this is why in comparing it to logan lucky i think i enjoyed logan lucky so much more is that even in those moments those scenes where the characters it it slowly was moving the plot along or whatever or developing character because the characters were so out of the ordinary in logan lucky it was compelling to watch whereas in this there was nothing there was they were all super believable and super like down to earth and like, uh, yeah, just relatable or kind of realistic. And so it was just like, it wasn't as compelling to watch. The, I, here's what I will say. The, the one scenes that I did really enjoy. And again, to harp back to the romance, was the scenes between Jennifer Lopez and George Clooney, like the one in the bar that was incredible. Like, and they kept, 
they had the uh voiceover it's over like see yeah. the voiceover sorry um they had the voiceover of the conversation over uh their future scenes when they do finally go back to their hotel room or whatever it was it was just they were able to do some things with certain characters that made it fun to watch, but they weren't able to do that with all of the characters. Let me ask you a question, because how would you have felt had it been Sandra Bullock? Because she was in the running for this at one point. I think she could have pulled it off. I almost would have preferred that. See, I don't know. I really like Jennifer Lopez in this. So oh, it's hard I, for I me to see Sandra Bullock it too, do it. But- I think Sandra Bullock could have made it work. One other thing I I, I didn't really like about Jennifer Lo- or I was about to say Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, I did J- that earlier. My notes. Uh, J Lo's character is she. They, they establish her as like this very strong, independent woman who's like focused on doing the right thing, getting this guy you know back in prison. And then there's like that scene in the bar where like three separate dudes try to hit on her, and she's like, "Nah, I'm good." It's like, oh, it's George Clooney. I'm just going to fall head over heels. Um, and I just, I didn't, I think it com- It was like a completely, watching a completely different character. Yeah, I still just, it, it still bothers me that she basically threw her career away for this. Because if she gets found out for doing what she did. Exactly. Oh. And it's, it's like, this is a character who's like, by the book, does what needs to be done. But that's the point then, right? Right. Like, regardless of whether or not you can... Like, that's part of what makes it stronger is that it is unbelievable. It's... Uh, why would this person do it? See, I would rather her just maybe go have a random... Her visit him in, like, prison and that be the final scene. It's like, that would have felt better to yeah, me. Or maybe they were stuck together for longer than, you know, 20 minutes in a trunk. Yeah. <laughs> They have a really great conversation, though. Like, it, like I was kind of street, confused. I wish we had states. known more about George Lopez. Or George Lopez. Oh, my God. George Clooney's <laughs> character. Because- Wait, what if this movie was made with George Lopez and Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> yes. But, like, I wish we had gotten a little more backstory on George Clooney because I was like, why does he suddenly want to change everything for her? It's like, I just, I needed that, like, instigating moment i guess yeah, so like more yeah. understanding of what do you who mean change was. everything like the fact that like, he just wants to keep her with them and stuff but yeah he why why is he so excited done. about this one woman just because she can hold a conversation it's like i mean they're both incredibly attractive people <laughs> yeah but that's not everything <laughs> guys i didn't say it's everything they're but they're, they're having yeah Catherine keener's attractive what's wrong but with her is. oh my god Catherine. keener oh my god oh. that bunny i'm oh. so upset it wasn't in the like later Ugh. scenes with her. <laughs> and here's here's the thing with Catherine Keener. I was I was rewatching Forty Year Old Virgin recently too. Like the woman does doesn't age or barely. Oh my god, she is such a hottie. I felt uh, like that for a lot of the people the in this movie, <laughs> except maybe Louise Guzman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, just I, looking I was... at him, I was like, I don't believe he runs five miles every day in that prison. <laughs> <laughs> That was the most unbelievable aspect of the movie. Uh, he was laying that accent on so thick. I I like to watch movies with subtitles, but then I and I I really needed to during his dialogue. But it was half like of his dialogue was ahead. just like Mira, Mira, Mira. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I wasn't missing much, but no. 
I did very, enjoy him. It's like he's for the most part, I enjoyed scene, everyone though. in their roles. It's just yeah. story wise. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I just love the script for this movie. Like they they plant all these great little seeds to like Clooney never used a gun. You know, he never was going to hurt somebody. He uh, Jennifer Lopez dated a guy who was a criminal and she didn't know it for a while. Go ahead, Lauren. Oh, I was just going to say that was another thing that I thought the ending of the movie might take a really dark turn when he dumped all those bullets out of his gun. It's like, what if she shot him? And he did like that act was for us to know that he had no plans of harming her. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what if she had killed them, him and then learned that he had no bullets in his gun? She would have been devastated. Oh, no, I killed this guy I spent like four hours with. This is awful. Well, yeah, but killing people isn't easy, Ben. No, I know, but just... I mean, maybe it is for Don Cheadle's character. But... <laughs> <laughs> if Clooney doesn't come out with the gun, does she let him go? Is that the only reason no. she... Yeah, pro- I think she would have let him go. I think she would have stopped him either way. <clears throat> um, where, so does anybody... How shocked I I was shocked in the first time I watched this when the the big uh, white boy oh yes ripped, definitely I guess shoots himself in the head I was like holy like shit. like every every single time that ever happens in a movie it always catches me off guard <laughs> oh when the guy trips like on the staircase yeah, yeah. they yeah. do a great I mean, he trips he... like three times in the preceding ten minutes yeah too. they do a great job of like planting the seeds that it's something that he might happen to him this guy is super um, clumsy <laughs> yeah but I mean it's brutal <laughs> what yeah. i love the way don Cheadle falls on him too um, that was, i laughed so hard when that yeah. happened i think that's supposed to be funny there were definitely great humor moments like them all shooting the safe was pretty great yeah uh the uh, the big uh, what we need to stop calling him the big guy do we know what his name it was, was like actor white wise? Bobby no something. but no like it was actor? big white bobby yeah okay well when he can, he just looks like it's, it was like he had never seen a refrigerator before. He just looks oh, over yeah. and like, cool. <laughs> like, oh my god. He's just grabbing all these steaks and taking them out to the car. <laughs> uh, Keith Loniker, White Boy Bob. I think Isaiah Washington's really good. He plays Kenneth. Um, yeah. It was only like, w- I mean, I guess he was a bad character in this, so it doesn't matter. But it's like knowing kind of who he is now. Yeah. It was kind of hard to be excited to see him. Yeah. Who actually... Who is Isaiah Washington? Well, he, I've never. He, he was got in Grey's Anatomy, Anatomy, and yeah, he got he, kicked off for being homophobic. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I always like Ving Rhames. Like whenever I see him in something. Oh, me usually, too. I agree. He's with usually you. that same guy who's like, "Yo, I'm your buddy. I'm gonna help you out here. I'm the ma- second man." But yeah. He's oh, so made me want to watch Mission Impossible again. Yeah. I was. I re. I. I finally finished uh, Rogue Nation and. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking. I love that he subverts the 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 stereotypical which role a role he has played is like I'm the badass motherfucking black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like uh, sensitive. Yeah. yeah, I I yeah. he does a Talks he does a great sister. job with it too. And yeah. I believe he would have waited at the airport for jo- George Clooney and not like screwed him over with those diamonds or anything. Yeah. For sure. But then I also liked him in uh, that that Dawn of the Dead remake. You you guys uh-huh. come with he's, you come with us? Nah, you come with me. He's good. He's, he's good so that. good. <laughs> Does anybody else have any thoughts on Out of Sight? Um, yeah, Ice Age Continental Drift is the best Jennifer Lopez movie. 
Oh, did you guys... No one responded to my tweet last... Or my tweet. My text to you guys last night about the random guy running in the background of one of the shots in the beginning of the oh, movie. I thought that I was, really was going to come back at some point. <laughs> it's like, why is this guy... Why would they have not shot that over? He's very distracting. Um, that that The way it builds up to bring it back to the beginning another just i, I appreciated that fantastic uh, editing i will say movie. i will say it's not like i i hate this movie it's just like i'm pretty meh on it and i but i can see i can totally see why someone would dig it um i'd still give it like a 6.5 what 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 movies that does this feel similar to you ben that you like more um just kind of like it um I mean, I would I would say the Oceans movies where it's just, you know, charming criminal being charming. Um, mm-hmm. You have to give me a minute to kind of think of uh, a yeah, couple, I don't. I feel like a lot of the comparable movies would just be like bad rom-coms, which like just the genre in general has maybe weakened something like this, where it's like, not this again. I mean, that, that can and be this is still too. better and than like, those, but it's and, still like yeah, the tropes and, are there. And again, it's 20 years old, so I'm assuming a lot of the stuff some of those rom-coms and um mm-hmm. well, Elmore, El- Elmore Leonard is very influential as a crime fiction his fingerprints are over all over a lot of people uh, say the nice guys you know like a pulpy yeah uh crime oh, I love comedy the nice thing. guys though that I did not like that. wait no I'm thinking of something else sorry never mind nice guys is amazing I still need to see that one but I've heard great things oh so good that's like one of the best of 2016 that's in my top maybe two um so maybe i won't like it then <laughs> you'll Lord, like it were you thinking, ryan, of, the, were you thinking ryan, of the mark Wahlberg in that movie yeah he is was well, i thinking of what the mark Wahlberg will ferrell yep. movie <laughs> oh that's what I that was one's thinking. good too i, I don't like, like that, that one. one it bothers me <laughs> the other guys <laughs> the not whisper the, when when michael keaton <laughs> wait is that the name whisper. of the movie <laughs> It's not the nice guys, it's the other guys. Wait, Lord, were you thinking of the other guys? Yep. <laughs> you know, those other guys. <laughs> um, let me think. I'm looking here. We don't really talk about Albert Brooks a lot, but I think he is really great as this dweeby little sycophant Yeah, no, guy. I, I thought he was fine. And I, I, I love that he turned in the in the interview scene with Clooney at the end. You get a completely different asshole side of him. Yeah. Back in his, where it's, you know, he, it's on his terms now and he's a tough mm-hmm. guy. Um, I also love that first scene with, I guess it's not the first scene, but the scene in the, the prison library where that dude steps up to Clooney and Clooney's like, oh, here we go. And just... Yeah. Like two Clocks two moves, him. and he lays that dude out, and, the, well, and then I, he's he, then he's showing him the dictionary. Yeah, uh, that that's what I liked. <laughs> yeah, I would like to ask Kyle how he would feel about most of these prison scenes. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Kyle works in a prison. Yeah, I I, I can't imagine shiving somebody um, like that. You would think easy? when there's they were a, moving from one place to another, that'd be a, like there'd that. be a ho- tough opportunity to kill somebody. Oh, oh, I wanted to ask you, Zach, isn't, isn't like, Michael Keaton's character and Samuel L. Jackson's character, aren't they, like, no. they're from, like, they're referencing Michael... Jackie Brown or something? Yeah. Not not Samuel L. Jackson's yeah. character. Michael Keaton's character Michael is Keaton, the same yeah. character in Jackie Brown. 
and he's only in one or two scenes in both movies because he's a recurring character in uh elmore leonard's novels um there's oh okay and so is karen cisco they made a tv show called cisco a couple years ago i think actually was it any good i heard it was okay what a great cameo also at the end. I mean, all right, as 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 you might not like that she's like, "Oh, maybe you'll break out again." That is an incredible ending to a movie. I like Well, it. yeah. I thought it was alright. Yeah. Throwing Samuel Jackson in any part of a movie makes it an incredible moment <laughs> of a movie. The yeah. So, what do we So his character we know nothing about? No. We know that he has broken out of like 14 prisons or whatever yeah. it was. I mean, that's a great laugh to I mean, and Clooney's look it, it just that is an incredible scene um it, it that's that's sending him away that's uh what's the old saying it's like you just wow you know wow him in the end you know that's a great way to end a movie and then it kits into that great music uh, needle drop there with it's your thing goes out on a high note for sure just i just wish jennifer lopez had some stronger moments like don't pull a gun on someone while you're still in the trunk of a car <laughs> Uh, uh, there was one other scene I wanted to mention. I, I love the flip that they do when Clooney gets finally gets back to the hotel with Ving Rhames, and he's like, "You know, I gotta take a get cleaned up." And then they cut to him get starting to take a bath or whatever. Oh, that made and me the, angry. I don't agree with you at all. Lopez <laughs> is sneaking up and. Then there's like a candle lit in the bathtub exactly. and everything. That, I was like, why did he light a candle? What? Well, I don't. Because it's her imagination. Well, but you don't that's know the, that at the time. So I know, but it's great when you realize, oh, she like made it more sensual with the candle when you realize it was a her fantasy. And that's actually that fantasy scene goes so far to set me buying totally buying into her just being just having to f- take a chance with this guy. Man, there were so many random red herrings because there was a moment in that where he was questioning her, like maybe she was a part of it all along. And I thought the movie might go that way for a little bit when he was like that she let them escape at that moment or whatever, getting stuck in the trunk and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh. she's like, how did you get that knot on your head? All that. Yeah, like, oh, I yeah. thought she, I thought it was going to have this reveal moment at the end that she was with them all along. <laughs> That would have been that's that's Ocean's Eleven version of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I also love the wave, the wave in the elevator, and that's some great tension building as well. It was good, as... but it's overshadowed by the fact that she didn't call it in. Yeah, I'm but again, that plays that. into her. I don't like, care. I can't Maybe... really do it. I can't no. do it with this guy. She can hesitate in that moment, but not not do it. It's like, they just weakened her character in numerous ways for the romance of this movie. Yeah, yeah but she's so efficient in every other Which is way. why it's really annoying when she isn't. But it's the love. It's love, Lauren. But why is it love? They had one awkward encounter in a trunk. Yeah, it was a that's... really strong attraction. They had that phone call. Man, I mean, I know Stockholm Syndrome is a thing, but it doesn't oh happen gosh. that quickly. <laughs> I also love when Ving Rhames throws Clooney the wallet and he just doesn't even try to grab it. And he's like, it's okay, it's in the pool. <laughs> just a great Yeah, little but I want to see like, them getting it out of the pool. Yeah. It's like, who had to go do that? <laughs> um, okay, let's wrap up out of sight, I guess. Unless last chance for real this time. Oren? 
Okay, she's good. So we still have not found one. Well, I guess we all agreed on Cloverfield last week. But, John, would you have joined in on agreement that the original Cloverfield is a good movie last week? No comment. I'm still not convinced John watched the new one. Yeah, I'm not either. I've seen the new Cloverfield. I haven't seen the original. Okay, so, so give us one reason why you thought it was okay. I don't know. I just, I mean, okay, granted, again, this was during my, like, fever dream of a weekend <laughs> when, like, I was barely functioning. But I was just like, ah, shit's happening in space. Awesome. Oh, Tim O'Rear or whatever. What's that guy's name again? Um, he's talking about the, the Irish, Irish dude guy. From IT, yeah, from IT Squad or IT Crowd. Oh, oh Chris O'Dowd. Uh, yeah. Chris O'Dowd, sorry, Tim O'Rear. Um, <laughs> where the fuck did I come up with that name? Uh, oh, his arms caught in a wall. That's really strange and kooky. Oh, there's worms popping out of the sky. Interesting. Um, oh, magnets are doing crazy shit. Oh, like I mean, it was it was it was stupid fun or whatever. I think. Oh, it was, it was stupid, think, all right. Yeah, stupid minus I, I, the fun. <laughs> like I feel like a lot of probably the outlash against the Cloverfield Paradox was its loose connection to the Cloverfield universe. And I felt like with... Well, yeah, stop buying scripts and then just adding a monster at the end. (laughs) So I feel like in order to make this fair, the rest of us should watch it like if we have a huge fever. Then just... We can compare. I'm gonna go ahead and pass on that. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, just get really drunk one night and watch Cloverfield Paradox. It's pretty good. Um, you're. T- I think you're the only one who actively drinks at this podcast. <laughs> Am I really? Yeah, I don't. I think, Lauren I, drinks very rarely. I, drink, I don't like, drink one at drink all. a month. I don't drink that. at all either. I've never. Like, I've never drank in anything. So probably like a handful of drinks per year. Yeah. I yeah. I well. I barely drink too. So you should probably I put love, them in glasses, um, Lauren. Not handful. Not in your hands. I mean, if you just, just scoop trivia. them and you got a nice little bowl. And you know it sanitizes your hands. <laughs> um, but Ben tried to out undrink me uh, one time when we were having a conversation. Neither one of us knew that neither one of us had ever drank ever. And Ben's like, I bet I've drank less than you have. <laughs> I'm like, no, you haven't. Because you're the first person ever aside from me. I'm like, holy shit, there's two of us. Um, I, I didn't drink till my 21st birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't drink until my twenty fourth. Well, that's not special. <laughs> although, although I did have a sip of sangria once at a graduation party when I was eighteen because I was confused. I was like, "Why is this punch all kind of funky?" <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and I got really oh, mad. Sorry. Um. Okay, so that does it for out of sight. Our first nineteen ninety eight flashback. Um. You still never answered my question as to what your first R-rated movie was. Oh, mine? Yeah. Like, ever? Yeah. I don't know. Because I asked if this was your first one. No, 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 no. It was very early. My dad allowed me to watch R-rated movies when I was very young. I couldn't even tell you what it was. My first one was Pretty Woman, and I definitely watched it with my parents. (laughs) Mine was Carnosaur. Oh god! Carnosaur. What? <laughs> what a poor decision! What the fuck? Are you sure you didn't? It was this a fever dream movie too? Um, <laughs> mine was definitely from a Deerberg's, um, rent one get one free VHS uh, deal during the summer. I'm sure. Uh, 
and it was probably some action movie of some sort but i have no idea what it originally was the r-rated movies have been in my life for a long time so it, it wasn't ever like a thing for oh. me to watch an r-rated movie no no first r-rated movie like i actually knew was r-rated was clit or was carnosaur first was one clit I, no no was uh the first one was the, the first the movie shut up it was when we my, it's a are you sure that's it's, not it's a prequel it's, yeah, it's, it's a prequel to teeth my, <laughs> wow my brother that's and i were movie. were like eight or nine and we tricked our grandmother and elaine to rent carnosaur which was awful but I look back on uh, the first R-rated movie I ever saw. I didn't even really know the difference in ratings. I was probably five or six. It was on Laserdisc. It was um, Cliffhanger. Mm. I've never I seen heard of any of that's, these. That's a, that's a Sylvester Stallone action movie. I know what movie Cliffhanger like. is. Cliffhanger. I, I can't say if it's good or not because I haven't seen it in forever. I think it's well respected as a schlocky fun action I mean, movie from the yeah, 90s. and like the second Ace Ventura like does a huge parody of it in the mm-hmm. opening. The 1983 movie? No. Well, it's then like I have no idea what you're talking about. Wait, cliffhanger. Um, oh, that's one word, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we're going to be discussing the new Marvel movie and jumping back to the present with Black panther i am very excited um ryan Ryan coogler (laughs) is directing and uh while i i appreciated fruitvale station but it didn't quite work for me Uh, are you serious yeah i'm serious i've never seen fruitvale station but i've heard amazing things john (laughs) but uh do you have any articles someone else wrote about it that you want to quote Yeah, probably. Hold on. Let me dig him up. Michael B. Jordan is great in that movie. Um, But I can't remember what my complaints were. I probably have a review written up somewhere on the website for it. Wait, for what? Fruitvale Station. Okay. But I liked, Um, uh, what was it, Creed. Creed Creed was awesome. Creed was very, very good. And um, Kugler is one of our best young directors, and I'm hoping he knocks it out of the park. How old Uh, is he right now? And also, by young, we mean, like, our age. <laughs> yeah, how old is he? He's thirty-one he was, years yeah, he's old. Born yeah, he's born eighty-six. Younger than me. Um, he's like this is his entire filmography: Fruitvale Station, Creed, Black Panther. Coming out of the gate pretty strong there, I guess. Um, so go see Black Panther, and then we're gonna be talking. Uh, we'll release that as our next episode. Um, and then we're actually gonna go back to back with new releases as well uh we're gonna follow that up aren't we following annihilation we're doing annihilation too i believe yeah okay um black panther annihilation then i think maybe the strangers is coming up okay both strangers what what you gotta figure out that stranger situation multiple Um, strangers coming in our (laughs) houses but um both of these black panther and annihilation are i mean uh, annihilation just had its premiere last night but i saw some tweets uh raving about it um and black panther is being praised by many as to be the best mcu movie yet so um so you mean i might not be get to say like something using a pun about this movie getting annihilated 
That's kind Probably, of upsetting. Well, I don't know. But we'll also, see. I am happy if that's not the case. The movie hey, technically been... already has been annihilated because it was dumped by its <laughs> uh, distribution yeah, studio. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Alex Garland and it directed Annihilation and Ryan Coogler, two great... Um, what else has Garland directed? He directed Ex Machina, Ex Machina. But, but he wrote uh, 28 Days Later, Ex Machina, the Dread movie... And Never Let Me Go, which is one of the best movies of the last ten years. Never let oh, me. Oh shoot! I didn't see never that even too. heard of that. Oh what? my god! It, it's, it's so incredible. good. But it's bring incredible. tissues. Oh my god! Carrie... It's just soul crushing movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, Carrie Mulligan, shoot. Andrew Garfield, Mulligan. Keira Knightley, Donald Gleason's uh, in it. Oh, that's right. Donald Gleason's in every movie, though. So what can you do? Sally um, Hawkins. How about that? He's like we Michael. Oh don't God, don't read anything about that movie. Just stop and watch it. Oh, I was about to. S- okay, well, or maybe you know, I read the book. It is good. You could read the. Book. I also haven't seen it as well, but um, uh, I know what it's about. Yeah, if Ben, if you're spoiler free, I would recommend watching it cold. Okay, um, and it's my my watch list. Yeah, it's oh, Sally on, Hawkins. It, it's She's on in our it. it's on our Voodoo account. <laughs> he just said that. I was I was too busy writing the name of the movie into the IMDb. <laughs> also, when you said it, I probably didn't realize who it was <laughs> until I looked at the page. Also, also, it's got that that you know mute lady in the shape of water. Yeah, that lady, Sally Hawkins. <laughs> so next week, Black Panther. <laughs> we'll see you then. Until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me at Zach Oldenburg on Letterbox, Twitter wherever you like to find me find our readings at middleofrow.com I'm Ben Grigsby you can follow me on Twitter at, at the Grigsby Bear you can follow me on uh, Letterboxd at Grigsby Bear you can follow us all, all on Facebook at Middle of the Row I'm Jonathan Rahul you can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J. Uh, I've got a letterbox. I forget what it is, but yeah, it's probably somewhere close to that. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter it's, for it's updates. It's John Rahul. Is it John Rahul? Cool. Um, you can follow us on Twitter for updates when we post article reviews, article reviews, <laughs> movie reviews, music reviews, video game reviews, that kind of thing, or when we post podcast episodes. And that's at middle of row. Hashtag Notha. But uh, I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofroad.tumblr.com and go Team USA. Unless you're John, then I guess go Canada, except for right now because they're playing hockey, and so suck at Canada. The best seats are in the middle of the row. <laughs> <laughs>